Hi guys, and welcome back to episode number 51 of the Couch on Ice podcast. Uh, for this second straight podcast, it's just Chase and I. Jordan's kind of getting settled in Nevada, and internet's a little rough, so he's just taking the day to get more settled. So let's just throw it straight to Chase. What did you get up to this weekend, Chase? Too much, a little bit of puck, classic Sunday football. Yep, yep. How's your how's your fantasy team doing in football? This year? Oh my god, like I shouldn't even bring it up. It's bad, man. Is it's it like bad? The worst, dude, like the worst fantasy year I've had in like any fantasy year of my life. Are are in you any, still? Are you in the same uh, pool as John? Chamblay? Uh, no, no, no. They did their. They did a they different did, one. Like, a small one with a couple, few other people. Yeah, stuff, I was. Yeah. I know he no. told me about it because he's like, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on, but I got the best quarterback <laughs> in the game, <laughs> and I'm like, he got Patrick Mahomes, great. Oh yeah. And no, he had an cool. off. He's having an off year, so I just, yeah, I just so was curious. Every, it's crazy, like when Mahomes throws it. Like it's half of these picks are not even his fault. I've seen no. like at least every pick I've seen him throw has hit off of his player, have floated you... in the air, and yeah. grabbed. And like I... the amount of times I've seen that before this year is a, a lot more smaller because like the classic amount or the classic scenario is like it hitting off like the guy's head or something right or like off his shoulder, not like straight off these guys' hands. Like they're hitting their yeah. hands and bouncing in the air. And yeah, you gotta either right you gotta either catch those or or knock them down. Like maybe not, <laughs> yeah, maybe not yeah. knock them down, but like if you're gonna miss it, don't tip it up. Like <laughs> yeah, is that exactly. is that one of the that's like one of the number one rules as a receiver is make sure yeah, the ball doesn't get tipped up. Same with the safety. Yeah, like, yeah. So no, it's it's super strange, but yeah, no, I couldn't have a worse fantasy year in football. Like I I screwed up picking up and dropping in the first couple of weeks. And yeah. Just, Ruined just ruin your team. Had is, no chance after So, that. do you have so a snake like, draft or is it an auction? Yeah. Snake, yeah. No, snake. Yeah. So, yeah, those are hard though. I know what I kind of be interested in because I'm starting to see more people do is I see dynasty drafts. And this is more like yeah, hockey I'm looking. That I think that would be so interesting just like be able to trade yeah, your we, picks for next year and like do like a 5-year dynasty draft or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That'd be yeah, interesting. We've been thinking about doing that, but I don't know about how many it's, people would want to be interested. I don't have It would be hard. But yeah, I'm no, sure we could find some, to, but we should, we should start one. We should do one at some point. Seven or eight people. Well, if we can, we can get about ten people, who are you thinking? Like, I bet. Well, the two of us, Justin, would. Well, uh, half of the people from half the, the people from the league probably would. Hey, eh? so yeah. I'm sure. I'm depends. sure Trevor. Trevor would. Yeah, it, it depends. It, so. Everybody only really wants to have one to deal with, so. Well, and that's just sure. it. Maybe if if people are interested, and yeah. maybe we changed ours to a dynasty, so. But I've always wanted to do the dynasty. I've been just intrigued. I think like it would be so cool to pick your yeah. years, like whether you want to win or just be the best. Because I hear stories yeah, all the time like, where a guy like will draft Connor McDavid one year and then trade his first round pick for next year and get. Leon Dreisaitl or something yeah, like that and then like he wins he like he sells the year before he gets a whole bunch of draft picks and then trades them away for like great or like drafts early yeah. and gets a new guy it's like crazy so yeah exactly wouldn't that be kind of like is, is 
Like you're talking a keeper league here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One exactly where like you keep like, everything and yeah, like so like you do that, and then this guy just has McDavid and Drysdale for the rest of the time. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've heard stories idea, like that. Right? It's crazy. I know, but like it makes you easier. <laughs> like you can't well, just know that that particular trend. that. Oh yeah, that that situation. Anybody? Well, I'm pretty sure what happened was. I'm pretty sure what happened was is he drafted one of them and then traded for a pick and drafted another one or something like that. I can't remember how it went down, but like I, this is the, I'm hearing the story through like other podcasts. Keep yeah. in mind, like this yeah, isn't no, no. this is no one I know personally at all. Like this is this could be some random schmo from Texas. Like yeah, I have no knows. idea. Yeah, and so, so like, yeah, it was a weird word yeah. to use to describe a random, random bloke. But like, it's, <laughs> it's just a random, yeah, schmo. So, um, anyways, before we get too deep into fantasy and we can't get out, uh, should we transition into some puck that happened this weekend? Good. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm gonna kick her off right away because. <laughs> you're you're probably gonna be like what the fuck man i told you like penguins yeah 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 i'm still not sold on the penguins i know they just won two games in canada then again it is canada and i look at two teams we played and i'm like wow they both suck defensively and yes leafs i'm putting you in the same category as montreal but like um let's start with habs game first of all oh my god like i know i've said this all year on the podcast and I know last podcast we talked about the Habs quite a bit. They're bad. Like, really, really bad. (laughs) This team is a bottom five team in the NHL probably the whole year. Like, Man, I really hope they can bounce back after some of these guys getting back. Because, like, you're right. They are bad. Like, that's why I'm hoping they actually play some, some sort of decent hockey in the second half or get something going because... They are. I would. I don't. I don't agree with you. Like right now, the way they're playing, like they are a bottom five team. Like you they're probably are, bottom two. Keep doing this. Like you're. you're Arguably, right. Okay. Name, name two other teams right today who are worse than how Montreal's played. Can you? Can you name two teams? Oh yeah, definitely. Arizona. Uh, Arizona, and Ottawa. Because I'm, I'm willing to give Ottawa the pass hard. though. With I, the I nine players, the pass with all the random stuff going on, but you know, like so with all the in- okay, add all the random well, bullshit Seattle, and tangent. Okay, right okay, there, I'll right give there. you, I'll give you Seattle. They've been bad. I'll give you this stat with Montreal that I read. They are o twelve and one when scoring two or fewer goals, and I believe now they are three and zero when they score more than three. Yeah, so, usually you got to score more than two. <laughs> it just, but like that just shows they played thirteen games where they didn't even score two. And I would be curious if this is a team where I'd want to track how many shutouts teams have had against them, because they hold the record. I bet like Arizona's bad, but they usually score one goal every game. Habs, it's half the time they do score like five, <laughs> and the other half the time they don't score any. Or, like, so, um, but back to the game, kind of more. Sorry, we, they, uh, I'm just checking how many shutouts there'd be. I see two. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure I can like think of like three or four, four. throughout the year at least. So good four. That's a lot for thir- for like fifteen games. That's one third of your games almost are you're getting shut out. Imagine playing one of every three games where you know you're not gonna score a goal. Like that's like that's a lot. Like that's that's like twenty some games where you don't score a goal yeah. the whole season if you well, keep that trajectory. So well, they got the fireman back in there, Caulfield, bringing getting brought up. See if he yeah. Um, yeah. Let's start with him on the Habs and his night. Um, I wasn't. He's really small. Like I know that's yeah, like that's an ob- that's like an obvious statement, and I get that, but I don't want to discredit him because of his height, like because like that's not how it should be. And like there's Johnny Goudreau out there who's playing amazing, Patrick Kane. He's not that yet. Like he's not a superstar yet. He doesn't know how to play in the NHL yet, which is fine. He's in his technically his rookie season. He had flashes where he was like, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna score." And he hit the crossbar once. Like, he did a really nice move. He had a really good shift where it seemed like everything he touched was going to lead to a goal or a scoring chance. But when he's not, like, going off offensively, he's kind of useless. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, I don't know how to explain it and not piss off Habs fans or Caulfield fans. Because I don't want to give him all the credit that he doesn't deserve yet. But I see it. I see. I see potential. I see a lot of potential in him. I think he's gonna be great, as does most people. But he's he's got to learn how to play with his size. Still, he hasn't figured that out yet. So that's one note. So it's still awesome to see him back in the NHL and playing. Uh, do you have anything to add on Caulfield before I move on to like other Canadians? No, like he's no. Well, actually, he's five seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Five eight. 20 years old, man, 166 pounds, dude. Like, I'm yeah, not willing, like, I'm not giving up on him by any means, gotta, by me saying gotta that. Give, give this guy absolutely. Years, I would say, that's for sure. A- absolutely, and I'm not trying to say he's going to be bad. Like, but, like, right okay. now, for Habs fans saying he's an X-factor to them, he's not yet. He's not. I, I don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah, like, if he's getting a point per game and... Uh, the AHL, and he's not far behind. Like, like, what's going on? Why would you even call him up? Minus six in the AHL in six games, he got five points. That means he got 12 goals against them or something like that. Like, that's not great. And that's just it. Like, when he's on the ice, if they're not in the offensive zone, he's got no effect. He's not the best defensively. He's not great with his stick at poking pucks out. He's not big enough to hit people out of the way. Like, you really don't want that guy blocking shots. So, like, when it's in your own end, there's really not much you can do except for him sit on the wing. Hopefully, you win the puck and pass it up and he breaks it out. So, he definitely needs a lot more time. But I agree. Maybe you should stay in the AHL. There's nothing I've mm-hmm. seen about Caulfield where I'm like, this guy should be the best player in the NHL, the best goal scorer in the NHL yet. Yeah, hey, and like at right? the start of the season, I think my guarantee was the fact that he wasn't going to win because like everybody was going nuts about this yeah, guy. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to like, either. I wasn't uh, like, I didn't think he'd be in the AHL this year by any means. That's one thing I never would have predicted. And I would have predicted. You know, been, I never, never really thought about it. That's neither sure. did I. Never I. Really thought about him even going down or anything like that. But so, I don't know. Like 
clearly is an offensive player. Um, yes. He played 31 seconds on the power play, and their That's other guys weird. played a minute and 38. So They were bad on not, the power play, too. He, like he's not top on the power play, but they don't didn't have any power play time. See, and that's the time you give him his ice time. That's where you give it to him. You're a team that can't score. You have this I, I'm not gonna say generational because like he's far from, but this gem, I would say. A gem of a goal scorer. A gem of a goal scorer. This is a guy who should be scoring twenty in the NHL. Once he gets his feet settled in the NHL, he'll be a consistent twenty goal scorer. Maybe even more, like maybe thirty. Goal, consistent 30 goal. I can see that out of him. But without fail, he should be a 20 goal scorer and an elite on the power play. Use him there. You like work on it with him. If you want him to stay forever, he's got to learn the power play at some point. Give him his reps now if he's useless defensively. Give him all the ozone f- faceoffs. Like give him every chance to be offensively successful. Who care? They can throw their season away. They don't need to be like outstanding. Put other players. Give Jake Evans some defensive role time. Get him better at because he's pretty decent defensively. Like, there's a lot of things wrong. I don't like Ducharme as a coach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like Mark Tan St. Louis was like 23 when he actually started playing. Yep, and I'm willing to give Caulfield so like absolutely yeah, that much time. People, people that small, man. Like, it, that's a big it takes time. You really got to. You have to make sure, or you have to get to your full build, I think, before you can really yep. uh, play in the NHL. You need to like, I wonder l- learn. Like Brad Marchand, did he just straight Patrick up come into the league or anything like that? Like, nope. He took a minute. He Brad Marchand took a minute to get his yeah. feet wet. Patrick Kane, yep. who is arguably the best player to play in the NHL under, or at least in the modern day, at under least five, under, under like 5'10". He's around five ten. He is five ten, and he took a minute to get his to get settled say, in the I was NHL. Say he's probably the only one, and he did get in pretty quick. Like he, he got in pretty played quick. Like, played in the NAHL or US uh, thing under eighteen team for a couple of years. Yeah, he, he uh, Knights for one. Year oh yeah, and he was, and he was like the Dogs best goals. player ever on the London Knights. Yeah, one hundred and forty five points. 62 goals like and he was was second overall first first overall patch cam was first overall and the i fucking hope so yeah he was like i would hope so <laughs> that's that's a big difference he was like, he was like the one guy and let's be one serious, guy five ten not five eight or five yeah, seven exactly st louis five eight this uh the only seven. other like, player i might be able to think of is theron flurry but i don't know how long it took him to get settled in the nhl so i'd like to, i'm gonna check that yeah, so I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of strange in general that we got them forcing them in here right now, especially with the amount of wingers they have. Like, yeah, yeah. Wingers. you don't need to put them in there. Oh yeah, like he's yeah. not. It's okay that he's not like elite yet. It's totally fine. Like we don't mind. Mm-hmm. He, he guys take him in. Wow, Theron Flurry is last year for the Michelle Warriors was legit. 160, oh, yeah. 160 points, 68 <laughs> goals. Like, that's it's insane. That's so crazy how many points guys got. Like, yeah. I, yeah, that's just okay. sense. From the old Oxbow. Yeah. Theron Fleury, who's 5'6", is without a doubt the best short player in the NHL. Without fail. Yeah, he, he is rookie season. He got 34 points in 36 games. His second season with Calgary, 
uh, he got 66 points in 80 games, and then he jumped to 104 points. So, like, and got, like, 100 points for a stretch of time was just, like, the great, one of the greatest players in the league. 30 goal score every year, pretty much. Like, yeah, he's he was, he's quite good there in Flurry at a young age, so. Um, yeah, I remember but, watching him for a little bit. Yeah. Didn't remember him. No, but uh, let's sorry back to back to the Habs Penguins game. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, this was a game Pittsburgh really needed to use to get their mojo back. I I mean I know they did with Buffalo in a way they played very good against Buffalo but just couldn't score. Well, they found their scoring touch better this game. Sidney Crosby scored his first of the year, which was nice. I love that. Jake Gensel looks f- better than he's looked all year probably he's starting know, to, like, he's getting a groove all he so needs weird, is man. one he only needs one goal when he's in a slump and he's like all right i'm back i'm good like, like the guy did get good stats during the whole time frame with the, yeah uh, with he's those, always uh, been good malkin but like yeah i just expected him to kind of be a little bit more noticeable a little more stand out in the last little and, bit but whatever and i don't think he's been disappointing in that aspect but no. he's definitely not no. been like you were hoping a little bit more i get that i was too yeah. um but like he's awesome like jake Gensel's so good he's just so smart and that's yeah. a yeah. that's he's just the way he was brought up his dad was a really i'm pretty sure his dad's a coach i don't remember for what team but like he's a professional coach in like a junior league or oh. something like that. And so that's where he gets his head from and why he's able to play Crosby so well. It's because he's coached his whole life by a professional and... coach and he learns how to play systems at the youngest possible age. And it's Sidney Crosby. Like, sure, I could play a Crosby and, and I would look decent. <laughs> and his co- coach is Mike Sullivan. That too. Mike Sullivan is like is... the greatest and... coach. Let's not forget some little tidbit there. Uh, I was looking into the Benning era, and he, from what I understand, Mike Sullivan wanted a head coaching job after they let go of John Tortorella. Okay. And uh, he was adamant on that whole, I want to be a head coach. Yeah. And he took the whole next year off. Yeah. Didn't even uh, coach. So, one, obviously, Benning probably could have hired him as a head coach as he was their assistant coach. How crazy would uh, that be? What, how would Vancouver look different if they had Mike Sullivan as their head coach? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, would they have a so, cup? Would they have a cup by now? Would or the at, Pens have a cup? Because literally... The I don't think year, so. <laughs> the year after, the year off there, he didn't do anything. The next year, he went and was a head coach for the AHL uh, Penguins, the, the baby Penguins yeah. there. He um, yeah, reluctantly took the job or something, and they ended up Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Wilkes-Barre's, and those, so they pulled him up, and then they won two cups. Those, that, yeah, they won that year. The guy the played year, like, so like I'm pretty sure he played just as many playoff games in his mm-hmm. first year as a Penguin than he did in the regular mm-hmm. season games. Like yeah. by, and they I, were a bad team when they hired him. But when, but what I wanted to point out was the fact that he was with the Sedin Twins. He got to coach with the Sedin Twins, and I yeah. feel like he learned quite a bit off of that. Oh, yeah. Um, like, because that's just how those two work, and I just see Geniuses. a lot of that style of play.
play in a sense. Yeah, the cycle. And Ish. stuff like that. And his in-between passes to out to the middle and just that sort of thought process on the Cycle, yeah. That. They definitely, until they find any sort of a gap, they cycle. And, like, that's why I've been saying, I've been saying for a long time, like, the Penguins are one of the best teams in the NHL at cycling. And it's all my Sullivan. We have never been that good at cycling until Sullivan came in. But then again, I guess cycling wasn't really a big part of the NHL then. But but it's, it's so important. It's always been big, but not as focused as now, I would say. Is that fair to assess that this form of cycling is way different? Yeah, <laughs> Just with the honestly, speed? I couldn't really tell you how it would have. I guess, it, yeah. But... From like the 90s to 80s and stuff yeah. like that, I couldn't really tell you what's up that, that it's well. It's just, like, I, I'm I saying... It's too, too different, but it's a little bit different for sure. Like The the gaps for openings in the front of the net have closed. Like off from then, is what I'll say. How about that? Defending so much better oh, that you have to cycle good to be a good Can team. Can I get something off my chest quick when Ab- it comes absolutely. to defending? Absolutely. This is so, so annoying. Like, defensemen piss me off so much sometimes. <laughs> like what are you doing like i don't you're not in your position just because you're standing in front of your goalie in your own zone that does not mean you're in position just because you're a defenseman just because you stand in front of the net does not mean you're in position this is ridiculous if there's like there's no way you're helping any sort of pass or stopping anything then what makes you think you need to stand in front of the goalie like i just I can't understand this. Yeah, like, they, they they end up screening the goalie more guy, than not. There'll, there'll be a guy standing in the slot beside him, like higher up in the slot, and he'll just let him be there. Yeah. By himself, like three, five feet. Six, I don't know, like not very far, but he'll, he'll let him be there because he's trying to cut off this right in front of the net pass or something like that to the yeah. somebody that's not back there. There's nobody back there. Other than the, what, the defenseman that's going to jump in or something like that and hit you back door, like, like the winger should notice his defense is coming in. Like, you're like Jesus Christ, man! It's insane how much I I see these defensemen just standing in the middle. I'm I'm in front of the net, so I'm I'm in position. I don't know where to go, so I just go in front of the net and stand there. And it's like, well, there's other people on the ice. Like, look at look at those people. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. It just blows me away. It blows me away, man. Like, and but well, the defensemen that are typically in front are often not. If they're not battling in the corners and the team has possession, usually you got your biggest guy in front of the net just to like it's the old mentality of what was Shea Weber's best, most effective thing he was good at as job in like the twenty tens? Clearing the front of the net because he's fucking yeah. huge and terrifying. Right? Like get on the guy's sticks. Like all you have to Absolutely. do is find the guy and get on the sticks. Don't stand two, three, four feet in front of them, right in front of the goalie, and let this and try to stop the pass coming across from behind the net or whatever, or in the corner to that guy. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Like, go on him. And like, if you if you attack his stick, he can't shoot. Like, it's done. Like, that's yeah. all you have to do as a defenseman. Like, I don't understand this whole intercepting the pass or something, or not not watching the man because. He's slightly off to the side. He's not just literally standing in front of the net. Oh, I'm a defense. I got to I can't move <laughs> from this net. Yeah. Oh, oh, it kills me no, sometimes. I get that. I definitely get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to quickly jump back and finish the game off I was talking about. But uh, back to Canadians and Penguins game. Uh, long story short, let's just kind of wrap this game up. 
Penguins were way better. Um, Caden Primo did not look outstanding. Not that his defense really helped him in front of him. Um, I got no saving graces from Montreal. If I'm being honest, there's not one time. Like, Suzuki looks all right still. Like, I wouldn't be too, too worried about him. I think he looks worse because the team looks so bad right now. And he's kind of on his own and doesn't know what to do. Like, he looks a little lost right now. Just with, all right, I'm the number one guy on this Canadians team. I'm just going to be here by myself. So that's kind of next Suzuki right now. Uh, Penguins, they really need to fix their defensive work. They get hit off the counterattack way too much. And it's starting to show. Teams are breaking them down real easy right now. Mike Matheson is the, like, most frustrating player sometimes. And, like, the other times he's like, wow, how did you do that? <laughs> why why don't you do that all the time? So Mike Matheson is just like, ugh. Every week it's a different story with him. One week I'll be like, he's great. He's one of the best puck moving defensemen. Next week I'm like, right, the way he's playing right now, he shouldn't even be in the NHL. So... Um, yeah, the, other than that, Penguins just needed this win. Jari looked solid, but didn't really have too much to worry about. Jumping into the second game, they played the Leafs. And the Leafs are the biggest possession whores I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's all they do is hold the puck. Their fourth line looked so dangerous. But, um... Campbell looked uh, yeah, good. That, uh, the Spezza. Spezza, Bunting, and Simmons. Yeah, really good yeah, line. Bunting does look good on that line. Ken, but I'm going to point something out that I know they did this at the start of the year, and I understand why they're not doing it today, but it just works better. They really need to switch Bunting and Richie around. Um, Bunting is way better than Richie. Like, way more important <laughs> to that... Who would you rather play with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, Michael Bunting or Nick Ritchie? Uh, the guy that can skate at least half as fast as them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Bunting. So he yeah. makes the most sense. I get why you're trying to get – they're trying to get Ritchie like in a good mindset, get this first goal and get – I understand. Well, like, they like, don't play with mad speed, so like he can probably find his way. Well, no, they don't. To figure out yeah, they, they I guess. probably find his way because they don't play a super fast, fast game with those but two like, guys. And if they are, they can play together. And He had one chance, Richie, where, I was, where he almost scored, but that was all Mitch Marner's pass. And any hockey player could have skated to the net and gotten us sick on that. Like, that was the most perfect pass I've ever seen. Well, not ever seen, but like just casually Marner just quick spin and it was right on the tape to Richie. And that's what makes Marner like who he is, right? I don't know. I just don't like it. That that fourth line scared the piss out of me a lot of the time when it was out there, though. That was really, really good. Tavares looked invisible in a way. Um, he wasn't great. Morgan Riley looked good. Rasmus Sandin is not good defensively, like at all. Like Jake Gensel oh, yeah. casually walked him. Like, didn't even – it looked like you something you do in practice where you do, like, just pull the puck back, a quick, small toe drag, and just walk around someone. 
That's all Gensel did, and it was in the slot. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to shit on Sandin because he's not a bad player by any means. And I think he's going to be a good hockey player, but I don't see how the Leafs can win with both Riley and Sandin. Is what I'll say. I don't... They're the exact same player. And it's not like one's right-handed, one's left-handed. And you can kind of spread them out differently. They're the exact same player playing lefty on two different lines. So, I don't know what is going to happen. But I, the Leafs need to eventually... Unless Sandine can, like, turn into this, like, great two-way player. Then... They're going to have to keep that in mind, I will say. Uh, offensively, the Leafs are outstanding. Defensively, it's just like, yikes. Um, they give up so many chances. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this team that we didn't talk about last podcast. I really don't want to talk about every player. <laughs> and yeah, old, like like we talked about, thing. we broke down the Leafs last episode in depth. Like I don't have much to say. Pittsburgh played really good. Jari was great. Not that he had too, too many, maybe like three chances that could have went in on him where he was like shut the door. But back-to-back -back shutouts, that's the player I'm most happy with the Penguins this week because he's the only one who consistently plays good. And people just think he's bad because he has one terrible game and just everyone says, oh, I'll trade him. <laughs> but no, he's good. Penguins are finally... Starting to get back into rhythm. Hopefully it can continue. That's I'm not upset about four points for through two games. So that's all I can say about it. Can't be too mad. So you gave up on him or not? Like No, oh yeah, I guess gave I gave up on him the other week or something. Yeah, the way I kinda <laughs> introduced it. They're like, they're I didn't I have not given up on them. You're, you're pretty close to giving up. I'm not I'm I'm not like giving up. And and when Chase says giving up, I'm not like it's not like I hate this team. I'm not this. I'm not a fan anymore. Like fuck this. I'm always gonna be a Penguins fan. That's not gonna change. But I was ready to like say this team isn't good enough to make playoffs, and I'm still riding that line. They're kind of in the same boat as Dallas. Give me like ten games, and then I'll tell you how I feel if the Penguins are if I have faith in them or not. Now, they're not far enough out where I'm like, oh, it's over. Like, they're one point away from being a playoff team, pretty much. But, like, they're right in the mix. It's just, I need more out of them. Either Philadelphia and the Islanders need to keep losing, or we need to step it up big. And I just want more of a cushion, right? As a Penguins fan, Pens fan, I've always expected that for the past 10, 15 years we've been a playoff team. I've been expecting the team to be always in the playoffs and comfortably. Yeah. So it's weird exactly not. how you feel. It hurt. Exactly like, it just. feel being a Wings fan. Uh, uh, that's just how it was for us. All of a sudden we weren't, we weren't the tippy top. We yeah, climbing in, and it wasn't for sure that we were gonna make the playoffs, but in in, in the end, we ended up making it all the time somehow. And yeah, and that's yeah. And that's something I'm yeah. fully ready for. It's like, <laughs> it's not fun. It's just the uncertainty and the amount of games they lose, where it's like, oh, how did you lose that? That was a free two points. Like, just take those games, just close them out, dump the puck down, and you're like. 
it's just small stuff like that that happens where I'm like, son of a bitch. Just do better than that. But Yeah, one and three in the shootout. Three, yeah. two, and two oh, away. Yeah. Four, four, and two at home. And no, it's crazy. Two of those shootouts should have yeah. never happened. Should have never happened. The loss to the Devils shouldn't have been a loss. Like, there's at least three games this year that we lost where I was, I would comfortably say we were the best team in the game. There's a couple of games where we, like, got blown out or, like, we're just, like, bad. Where I'm like, okay, whatever. We sucked, like, against Calgary. Like, they were just mm-hmm. way better than us, and Markstrom was the best goalie I've ever seen in that game. Like, those games, and I, I get that. That's a season. Every team goes through it. Every team probably loses a handful of games they shouldn't have. But it's early still, and I don't like losing a lot of those games early. So, that's just where I am. I'm not sold, but I'm definitely not saying writing this team off. I'm still about 15 games away from discussing that <laughs> but we can uh we'll move on do you have any games or teams you'd like to talk about um i was just looking at uh philly here schedule what they've been doing that's kind of crazy uh they've really beat good teams they've beat yeah and well, they've lost OT. some pretty bad teams too <laughs> yeah in ot they beat calgary uh they beat Carolina 2-1. They beat the Capitals 2-1. Oh, yeah. Calgary game was 2-1, too. Seems like when they play good teams, they're low They're good defensively. Or goaltending. Shouldn't say defensively. They're never that great defensively. But Carter Carter Hart's been really good this year. Like, really good. Yeah, the last little bit, he's been really heating up. It's nice to see that he's been playing real good. Yeah, because I I wouldn't say I was – I wasn't, like, worried to write him off at all because, like, he's 21-22. Like – you can't just do that right away. But I was definitely like, okay, maybe people need to pump their brakes on Carter Hart and give him like a good three years. I was fully prepared to say Carter Hart was not going to be a legit NHL goalie for the next three years. And not saying that he wouldn't be like the best goalie in five years time in the NHL. But I thought he might take a couple of years off and just be very bang average. Like, like, cause Carey Price wasn't, when he first came in, there was question marks. There's a lot of question marks. When Halak came in with to the team when Price was there and they were con- contemplating trading Price to keep Halak, like that was a thing that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. A young Carey Price was almost traded because Halak had such good playoffs one year. So I was ready for Carter Hart to not be the goalie he has been, frankly what he was last year for the next couple of years, but um, he's proved mm-hmm. proved everyone that last year's kind of a slump so far. He's got a 225 goals against and a 932 save percentage. So that's some really good stats. And mm-hmm. as painful as it is to say, Martin Jones has actually been very solid too. In five games, he has a 2.8 goals against and a 920 save percentage as a backup goalie. It's exactly what you need. Yeah. It's just yeah. solid play. Yeah, so, classic Giroux getting a point per game. Yeah. And, uh, another day, another dollar, that guy. How's can yeah. how's uh uh Faraby doing this year to start? Farabee's hasn't been popped. he he popped yeah. off for a bit there and he's kinda seven points. Down. Yeah, exactly. Derek Broussard's been yeah, he was second line center for a bit there. Yeah, man. Took over uh, like to Kevin Hayes' spot. 
Yeah, man. Like, I followed this guy way back. I loved him when he was with Columbus and thought it was just a super good move for the Rangers when mm-hmm. they picked him up there, which it was in a sense. Nah. Like, they did a lot of good things. They just never ended up winning with that team. Yeah, um, that, that team was – that was the Rick Nash trade, wasn't it? He was involved yeah, in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think so or something like that. Something yeah, like well, that. It was one of those big, weird trades. Um, yeah, I just remember him coming to Pittsburgh and being, like, awful. Like, so bad. <laughs> he was not yeah, no, good for he's us. Been, he's been rough the last uh, couple of years. He's kind of found it here, found it there, and then he didn't he's, find it. He's been a journeyman the last couple of years. So, in the last, um, let's, yeah. four, four years, he has played for one, two, three, four, five, six different teams in like three yeah. in like four years that's he played for three different teams in one season yeah I know, that was crazy. That <laughs> like was how crazy. nuts is that that you can do that and but no he's definitely finding it now he slowed down a little bit he was like a point per game for like the first 12 games or something so he slowed down a little bit but He's definitely. Well, yeah, no, this guy was an easy fifty-point guy yeah. for a oh, long yeah. time. Oh yeah, very been, steady two-way center. Yep. Yeah, man. Big nice body, kind of get back on his feet. Definitely, definitely. Um, the other game, I was think, I was thinking about bringing up uh, the old Jet on Friday. There, Jets played the Canucks, and Canucks finally got. Yeah, finally got the win, hey. back there, hey. Finally got the monkey off the back. That's just it's about time. Road <laughs> it's um, about time. Yeah, yeah before we get into that, before you get into that game, did you uh did you by any chance hear the Jim Benning press conference or at least parts of it? Yeah. Oh my god. Like how did if you were a Canucks fan and you watched that, how would you feel after watching that? I don't know. I didn't even ask my buddy. I should have asked my buddy what he what he felt about. What old Benning was saying. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I, I sat there yeah. watching that, and I was like, He's like this is I a GM? <laughs> this is this is a GM of a team for the past, like, how long? Like, they've been in an eight-year rebuild. An eight-year... When's the last... Other than Buffalo, where's the last yeah. place you've heard of an eight-year rebuild in the NHL? Yeah, dude, To even be competitive as a bubble team. I took a deep dive into his tenure and like just real quick, like it's like so many years in a row you guys missed the playoffs. It's just it's crazy. Like you guys yeah. made the playoffs about one year and so washed out in the first round and then you just never ever got back. Like I think it was right after Sullivan was let go or something like that. So and then, like, um, the Willie Deshar Yeah. Yeah, Deshar and all this like so do you have the stats of how many times they made playoffs while Benning's been GM of this team and not? Um, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Rifle yeah, off some I of those do. numbers and let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Vancouver a little okay, bit again. So he started in like 2014. Yeah, uh, long time. It's an eight years. You know. They missed the playoffs in the 2014 season, so the 13-14 season. I don't really think he would have been much part of that. It would have nope. been that, that off season. So his first year, basically, they were a first-round playoff exit in 2015 when Verbata was lighting it up. With, yeah, uh, with like 30 goals there. or whatever. Yep, yeah, I remember right, that. Almost a point for Oh, Randim uh, Verbata. That's a name I haven't heard in a I minute. love that guy. Hey. That guy's yeah. dope. Uh, uh, always like old Radom. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was 14-15 first round playoff exit 2015. Next year they miss the playoffs. Next year miss the playoffs. Next year miss the playoffs. Next year miss the playoffs. And then they made that cheesy ass playoffs and lost out in the, the bubble. Format. Yeah. So they didn't even make the playoffs there technically. Yeah, and that was a fluke year. And then like yeah, that's about it. Wow. Other than I guess. Yeah. That's crazy bad. Um, do you by any chance have like a ranking of some of his trades? Or... No, I didn't do like rankings on the trades. You didn't do rankings? I, no, I, I kind of went through it and uh, kind of just changed things to like maybe more what I was thinking at the time or maybe yeah. what I would have done and kind of like the rules I kind of would yeah. go off of well, and stuff like that just to change it up. But no, well, we'll do a some other day. We'll do uh well for everyone listening, if you guys are interested in hearing like more of a deep dive on Vancouver, we're probably gonna do a YouTube video on it in this week, I'd say, give or take. <laughs> we're pretty bad with times and getting stuff out, but <laughs> we can <laughs> just we'll, never promise times. Yeah, let's <laughs> never we'll never promise, <laughs> but if you're interested, let us know and keep a lookout for it, because it may be out if by the time you're listening. Um Highly unlikely, but but we'll yeah, see. they didn't make the playoffs for like yeah, so long. they're like, pretty you know, bad. The old uh, yeah, didn't put it like it was just him saying that like wow, we we look terrible. Like Benning's just yes, yeah, yes. we're gonna have to play better. I can't really do much. Like, PK, you know, you're yeah, not, you're not gonna do anything right now, and nobody's gonna fire anybody right now. Exactly. So now the owners won't take really that has, hit financially. It really has been. If you listen around to the league, it's it's not like it's coaching or some crap that's being so terrible like these guys are not playing they're not showing up like no. ek is terrible i think uh, i read something about yannick hansen former canuck was talking about this team. i remember like, hansen, this, is just, yep. this is like the worst pk like these guys aren't even trying like, yeah like you're not you're not there and you're not being there do you all. hear what would apparently solve all their pk problems is what green says is if they get a right-handed PK center. Yeah, yeah they, don't have a, they don't have a right-handed center in. Like, oh boy. That's, I remember when we were talking about that. Was that yeah. a year or two ago? Like, yeah, that stuff's key. Yeah. Old Jay Beags. And now they got Derek Ryan, who's just, like, killing it as a fourth-liner or third-liner, yeah. whatever he's doing. In, I think he's a third-liner in Edmonton, actually. But, no. Yeah, uh, Vancouver... And old Kyle I, Burroughs, native of BC, gets his first goal as a Canuck. Yeah, yeah. The next the Chris Tanev. The next Chris Tanev. Um, just let walk away for some reason. <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's the one player I where I think they made the biggest mistake on. Yeah, man. Like when I was doing my thing, I was like, like the you kept from BC you signed Myers, but let Tanev go. Like we're definitely like that would be definitely a guy I'd be planning to keep yeah, around. You know, absolutely. Like, I made plans to keep that guy around, but anyways, like uh, he loves it. Like here. The, the Canucks really got off of, got the monkey off the back. Um, the game they played against Winnipeg, they did not, did not one minute, <laughs> uh, shorthanded. So clearly that's <laughs> that's a big factor can <laughs> imagine how stressful that would be as a player okay i can't take a penalty or else we're gonna concede yeah like it's like 60 like percent or something dumb man eh? oh like, it's it's ugly that's um, bad 
Wow. And I mean, I can't, can't say much about special teams. The Penguins power play is like bottom five in the league. Yet our PK is like second <laughs> in the NHL mm-hmm. or something. But, yeah. It's uh, not, not good, but it was a good game. Honestly, anybody could have won that game. It was quite, quite good. The old jets are just awesome. Old PLD. I am loving that. Like, God, that guy's just came right back into this whole thing we call hockey. Yeah. That's just awesome. Um, I thought the Canucks played Sunday. Did they oh, play yeah, Sunday? baby. Um, oh, yeah, they played the Blackhawks and nobody scored all game. So, here, I just... Idol scored. <laughs> I, I Back to the Vancouver thing a little bit. Sorry to bring it back. Um, I just pulled up the NHL PK stats for every team. Oh, yeah. Vancouver is in dead last with yep. 62.3 or 0.3%. Yep. And in first is actually Pittsburgh at an 89%. So they're that they're almost a 30%. They're exactly like 27% worse of a PK than the number 1 in the NHL. Holy shit. Winnipeg and but I do want to bring up to Winnipeg has been awful right there too and i don't think this stat's been talked about enough they have a 63.8 percent pk winnipeg wow <laughs> like that's, that's bad crazy. league average is 80 percent. by the way that is pretty crazy i, so, I bet they have like a very limited amount of penalties against them because i'm sure nobody wants to put the jets on the power play <laughs> well i'm i don't know what it doesn't say i would like to know how many um uh, yeah, that's oh, doesn't show. Yeah. It says their score is a point five five. So I don't know what that means. The score mean a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> for PK. Oh. I don't know. That that's a weird stat I've never seen. So, um, I I'm just while I have these up, I'm gonna actually pull up uh, the power play percentages too while we're talking about it. And yep, who else would be last? Pittsburgh is last in PP. Percentage. So we're first in PK and last in power play still. <laughs> and Vegas is actually down there with us, which is kind of crazy. And first in power play percentage is the Edmonton Oilers. Not surprised. They're well ahead of Nashville in second, too. <laughs> they have 39% the Oilers on the power play. Oh my God, 39. 39. Um, league average oh. is about 19, just below 20. Um, Dude, getting to like 20, if you have 25% at the end of the year, that's like unreal. Well, here, I'll tell you all of those teams that have above 25%. That's Dallas at 26.6, Anaheim 26.7, St. Louis 28 flat, Nashville 28.8, and then Edmonton at 39.6. So Edmonton's crazy. Uh, Yeah. It's so funny that Zach Hyman does, did not play on the power play in Leafland. I know, hey. Hilarious. And he's like, just like so everything funny. they asked for. He has been everything and more that this team has wanted when they signed him. It, it, it makes me think, so you're the Leafs. You can redo this offseason. Do you bring oh. back Zach Hyman in eight years? I'm probably. I would have def. 
I would have just based. I know this is this is hindsight. Let him go. Like I wonder that too. Actually, I definitely do wonder. They needed like they wanted to get like a a Richie or like you know get that extra couple guys that a get um, like that. Yeah, they wanted to sign like Akasha and Richie, not just a Hyman. Which I get. So. I guess I'll have a bunch of league men contracts with this Hyman guy. Or I have I an idea. Before, I would have been very okay with trading like a TJ Brody or a Muslim well, or something like that. Here, here's like, geez, man. I've got. I thought of a solution, and I'm just curious of what. Like this is, by the way, like this is all hindsight. So obviously, it's easy to pinpoint what you can do wrong in hindsight, right? Um, how perfect would it have been? If the Leafs, instead of protecting Justin Hall, they trade Justin Hall, they make the Jared McCann trade, they protect all their forwards, like they do the seven forwards 3D since they traded away uh, Justin Hall. After the expansion draft, you get whatever you want back for Hall. Let's say they got a second round pick back. Because that's probably what he had been worth to another team to get him who had space protected. Um, so you give away Hall, you get a pick back, you get to keep Jared McCann then, who, how great would McCann be in a top six role on this team? <laughs> like, yeah. play with Matthews and Marner or something, or like Tavares. But that trade probably wouldn't have happened because the fact that they were going for the four and four but yeah no indeed indeed if they could have pulled that off but if they could still that they were going four and four and then do that deal and then but like do that deal and it might change your mind then you're like oh we just got jared mccann for free let's not lose him for nothing like let's trade away hall because his value's high and then you obviously don't do the obvious of signing rich maybe that's why that maybe that's why that trade took to like the last minute there because they yep. already handed in their uh their protection list maybe so then maybe that's what happened maybe it doesn't make sense for like you can hand in your protection list and just go ahead and trade whenever you want well i don't think so because there's a roster freeze at certain points with it i don't know when yeah. it happens is the issue maybe it was yeah, like, like before the to, deadline but yeah like i wanted to say you have to have it handed in like and then there's two like days a point when it's like there's like a two or three day roster freeze with it yeah i don't know when that started like i yeah but i'm just saying there's a break between the yeah, yeah. Roster free. like you had to have it in and then there's like a certain amount of time goes by and then you actually do the freezing and all that stuff so maybe they made that trade in there and that's how that maybe worked. Yeah, i'm not sure and understand that too because yeah they could have definitely done that they should have done that, that trade and, and just, then you sign yeah, high, you sign what you now. do yeah and then what, what you can do is if you want you can still trade kerfoot if you're interested because if you sign back hyman and trade yeah, like, act, and got mccann like still your, act like this is your trade deadline and just yeah. be like oh whatever about my first round pick if i have to shed a contract i'll just give somebody a pick for kerfoot or for whoever i don't think you'd have to give up a pick for kerfoot <laughs> yeah I think well, if people they put themselves in that situation. They would have had way too much money. They would have had to shed somebody to sign. Not at the time, though, because they wouldn't have had the Riley extension. They would have been good for next year. Um, Hyman and McCann's not making much this year. He's making like just under two million. I'm pretty sure. So you no, can make that work. Like three and a half. 
Uh, is he? I don't yeah, think he so. Like as much as uh, uh, Kerfoot makes a British sure if I remember. Okay, no, he um, makes just under three point nine. Two point nine. Okay, so, um, but still, I'm sure there's still you got the whole so summer re- to do stuff. So in all reality, Richie and like the camp deal or the cost deal is that much money. So. Yeah, like you could definitely make it work with it. Yeah, and and, and Travis, you'll just got to think, Travis Dermott, the, the biggest issue with it was Travis Dermott probably would have been picked by Seattle. So there goes two defense with it. Like, well, you're saying to trade Hall and then... Well, if you traded Hall, if we Hall. did what I said and traded Hall and protected the extra forwards, you probably lose Travis Dermott to the expansion draft right so that's where you like you'd have to sign two defensemen on cheap deals to play the offseason which i'm sure you could do let's just let him pick hole you know just to shed the two mail and stuff like that and honestly in hindsight just letting them take hole and doing everything pretty much you did except for sign richie and keep mccann (laughs) Yeah, hey. And and maybe yeah, if you can make the money work and keep Hyman or something, pulled the old wool over, wool over the old Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, well, and like everyone thought they did, and then they lost him for nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. never not entertaining when the Leafs are the focal point and fuck yeah, up exactly. <laughs> and mess up. But uh, let's. Uh, Let's move into another team to talk about. What uh there was one what team did you bring up? Oh sorry, you wanted to talk about the game. Didn't you? Oh, the, oh no, it's all good. That was basically all I really wanted. Pretty much all you had to say. It's just that they're looking a little bit better. It was a okay. super good game. Finally got things going and stuff like that. Like holy crap. Yeah. Scary, scary this team. They played against Chicago there. Nobody scored. It was just insane. But I don't know. Playing Pittsburgh next, so we'll see how the old uh, Canucks fair against them. Wow. They didn't let in a they didn't let in a power play goal against the Blackhawks. Well, lucky for them, they're, they're playing the, the, the PK, worst so. power play in the NHL. So someone's stats yeah. are getting yeah. padded. Get some, get, yeah, get some confidence in the old PK here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully for their sake. Um, I guess another thing on that game, like Seth Jones is he's he's back. Hey, I think he's back. He's, he's, he's I, like yeah. Really I would good. say I would say he's back in the sense he's doing exactly yeah, like, what he did in Nashville. Lifted up the Colum- or the old Blackhawks the last couple of weeks here. That team's looking a lot yeah, better. Yeah, they look a lot forward. better. This team looks so much better under King. Um, yeah. The new head coaching change really helped, like, settle the group down, I think. Like, this yeah. whole – plus, have you noticed they've kind of slid under the radar since all the Blackhawks news? Because we talked – everyone talked about them so much for, like, two, three weeks – that nobody even wants to bring him up anymore, and they've <laughs> and and they've quietly done well, all right. Everybody kind of stopped talking about it because it's just like shit. Like these guys are like falling apart, and like we're already giving them bad news, so we don't want to just talk about the team because they're doing terrible right now. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like oh man, like we'll just stay away. But now that they've been winning and stuff, and kind of getting back to just playing some normal hockey like they're six and ten and two now like i swear yeah I it's way better like one and ten but they were they were like one and ten not long ago like yeah. they're six and four in their last 10 games like that's not 
I I know it's maybe not what Chicago expects, but they're just not a great team. <laughs> like, are we allowed to say that they're just not that amazing? Um, it's yeah, they're it's all right. They're, they're almost kind of like uh, they're like a low end like, bubble like team. Van- kind of how like Vancouver looks right now. Like the depth just doesn't seem to. The depth doesn't work. It, you know, and like it's not working right small now. Small things aren't working during. They got one. They each. Like that, they each know? have like one or two D men who are decent, and the rest are <laughs> kind of sucking. Yeah. Um, yeah like both have a good goalie. Both have a good goalie who doesn't have help yeah. in front of them. Like, yeah. they yeah. both have great top sixes that can't seem to score. Great. Like, I don't mean mm-hmm. how many points does Patrick Kane have this year? I'm just kind of curious. 17 and 14, so he's still... What a loser. Yeah. Classic game. Classic game. But... But yeah, no, Chicago's doing a lot better. I I like their direction now, finally. Like I said, I think this team's more of a second-half team. Maybe they'll get things going a little bit sooner here, but... I don't think they'll be a bottom five, bottom ten team, but they're definitely going to be a bottom 15 team, is what I will say. Yeah, the, the... yeah, exactly. I think the Canucks can definitely still be better and make those playoffs because they got a guy like Dickinson and a couple other guys. They're missing Sutter right now. He's always been just he's always been that team. just whether consistent. he's been amazing or not. He's yeah. just he's always right-handed. just been there. We yeah, about. yeah. Hey, maybe that's we've talked about him. For, I swear, we talked about Brandon Sutter together for years. And how many times have we brought up saying why in the fuck do Vancouver still have him? But I think mm-hmm. we have our answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a yeah, skilled exactly. right-handed – or not skilled. He's a skilled face-off man who's right-handed. Yeah, and – He's good at, good at PK, good at draws, and like we bring up, the most valuable thing in the NHL is being right-handed. Yeah, being like, good. Being, being, being a good defenseman right-handed. or center who's right-handed is like yeah. everything every team wants. So, no, it's definitely helped. Um, I believe that's why they Seattle picked like Yarn Croak and like Morgan Geeky and those guys. Cause oh, yeah, because they're right handed. And they're right handed. Because they're like, legit NHLers who are right handed. Yeah, and that's like legitimately not a bad idea because not if a bad. you can get what them if, and grow them into with some shooters. What if you just made an expansion ideas. team? And every player you picked was a right-handed center, just, a right-handed D-man. Notice, hey? Yeah, and just take Somehow. all of the right-handed <clears> – excuse me. Take That's all of the right-handed right centers and D-man and just say, oh, five teams in the NHL need a PK guy who's right-handed. Well, yeah, here, man, give, me, give me a left-handed bum center or winger, yeah, whatever, and I'll give you – and a first. <laughs> Yeah, a guy's worth like a third round pick, and you're just like, "Yep, sounds like he's worth a third and a fifth. Or like, it sounds like he's worth a second. <laughs> a guy who's worth a third. Well, you guess what? Five other teams need him. Give me a left-handed prospect who can play now, a low-end one, and give me I'm a second round sure, pick, dude. Dude, I'm pretty sure that's what they did to Ken Holland. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what teams did to Ken Holland for like ten years there. I'm pretty yeah, sure they were just like. 
we're never trading you a right-handed player, and that's why your team's going to fall apart because we're <laughs> never going to give you a right-handed player. Yeah. And we had to sign, like, Vanek or something like that that one year, and that worked. Right. Kind of, it it worked good, actually. It doesn't matter because it's only one guy that's right-handed. Like, yeah. Lucas Raymond's decent at all, but it's still only one guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how – what is – uh always right-handed, too. So we have, like, two actual right-handed players doing stuff on our team. Like, I'm just checking right now. Ten years, there was no – who was skilled that was right handed it was and no it sucks <laughs> no it sucks you guys are like detroit's finally like becoming a decent team and for the first time in how long the first overall pick who is like supposed to be elite in shane wright is right handed <laughs> <laughs> the first year you guys are competitive and the number yeah. one marquee prospect is exactly what your team needs Exactly, yeah. a right-handed elite number one center. Oh man, like <laughs> I, 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 I fully understand why we took Mo. Like, hundred yeah. percent right-handed D. D man. I don't even care who else is in the draft. <laughs> like, it no. doesn't matter. This guy's skilled enough to play hockey. Like right now in the NHL, he just needs a little bit of time. Take him. Yeah. Screw it. Just take him because. Absolutely. We're never gonna find one. <laughs> like, See, no and like, luck, like unless we win the lottery, we're like, but maybe we will. We've been having some some bad luck, so like, maybe I'll maybe win we'll it. Actually, get maybe we'll actually win for. One but they have. Life. You but guys still have to be like the, pretty bad though, because don't because they have the new lottery rules now, don't they? Oh uh, yeah. How much? With like, jump up? no. I think you can only jump up like five. Let's yeah, check. I'll pull them up. I'll pull them up. I used to know this stuff like last oh, year. Oh, nice. Then I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. No, it's it's pretty crazy. Like we're still stuck with this whole left-handed thing. We still only have bottom forwards like Sam Gagne. We picked up Carter Rowney. Like those are all guys we just picked up. Like we don't draft. We didn't draft any of these guys. Okay. Like Lucas Raymond and literally Moside are are, are right-handed players that we've drafted over the last. So this um, is how it goes. Uh, oh wait, Kelly Yarncroft, but we traded him away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so um, like Jonathan Bergeron's a right-handed or a, a right winger, but he's left-handed. Left-handed. <laughs> uh, what about Joe Valeno? He left-handed too. Oh yeah. Why would he be right-handed? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the we needed Larkin and then we needed a copy of Larkin. <laughs> uh, um, I got the rules up. The new rules are a team cannot jump more than ten spots in the lottery. So the top, bottom eleven yeah, teams right. have a shot at the first, and the bottom twelve have a shot at the second. A little stiff off the start. Yeah. Um, however, teams cannot win the lottery more than twice in a five-year yeah. span now. So that was the big one where I thought of the five. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, you guys have a chance. To win that constantly, but. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers created the, like, most insane rule. Yeah. In no, I still think that's – I still don't really like it. Like, to me, the lottery needs to be the last five teams. The bottom five yeah. teams should be the only ones that get that first, second, Absolutely. third overall pick. Yes. Past that, then you can do whatever you want. Then it can be arranged, however, with luck. In history, the top three picks have been could could or usually have been like I'm, unreal. Like I've heard, out, but you can find a super good third one. 
Like I can understand not having a third, but the first two picks need to go to those bottom yes. five teams. They yes. have to. Yes. They have to. Like that's the third I can unfair. do because what they say is statistically the draft substantially drops off at pick number two. Like the player quality apparently yeah. in every draft drops off super big drop off mm-hmm. at number two. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you'd think, no way, it's probably like seven. But apparently, no, it's like, statistically, so like it's just... Fire? No. Yeah, yeah, for for sure being great, it's after pick two, always. That's it. So, which which is... In, so those two picks should be, I agree, bottom five should only have a yeah, chance no, to win. And they couldn't change it uh, to uh, that low yet because, well, one, you're doing this for the first time and yeah. the ones were the ones that complained about it probably the most and right. said, like this is actually like ridiculous we're losing like i think we've lost like 10 or so spots yeah i'd say in, in, the, in the past two, three, years. Like, three years yeah that's like, right it's, it's it's quite a bit so um yeah if we because they know that we're half decent so at least we'll be in the bottom 10 and we still might be able to get this first pick and then when yeah. we get it then they can change it to the five <laughs> yeah <laughs> when when we start being a playoff team again they can change whoever the fuck they want because our team isn't get, there once we get this number yeah once we get this right-handed elite center from kingston we'll fucking we'll be good <laughs> well let's be serious when was the last time the first overall pick was a right-handed player like I, can even tell you. I can't really think of anybody. Um, Jack Hughes is left-handed as I well. Can't. Nico Heischer is. I can't think of anybody. Lafreniere is left-handed. Yeah, Jackie. I can't. I can't think of any other player. Well, uh, Patrick Kane is left-handed. Oh, he is too. Fuck, I'm not even. John Tavares left-handed too. Oh, in fucking power. Yeah, man. Uh, Eric Johnson. Yeah. He's right-handed. Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Ovi. Yeah, Ovi. Um, Stamkos. He's right-handed. Stamp. Yeah, we're just talking so long ago, man. I'm I'm getting closer to more recent. (laughs) I've gotten more recent in each of the last three pegs. So, (laughs) no, I'm getting Uh, closer. Give me a second. Um, What happened, everybody? I clearly should. Nail Yakupov. What was Nail Yakupov? He was left-handed. Give me a break. (laughs) See, actually, it was. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Nuge is left-handed. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. There we go. It's probably the most recent one. I can't believe I didn't think of Nathan McKinnon. Like I just blow. five, just five in the last like twenty. <laughs> since the <laughs> since the two thousands, we've had five right-handed first overall picks. That's insane. I guess I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, no, I think the next two are um, Connor. Uh, I don't know what Connor Bedard is. He is. Yeah, well, he's right-handed. He yeah, is right-handed, yeah. yep. And I think Maitab Michkov oh, is too. God. I am so sick of all these left-handed players. Like, I love Datsuk and Zetterberg, but they were left-handed. Oh, damn. Michkov's left wing, or left shot too. So, yeah, the next two projected first overall picks are right-handed centers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there we go. Thank God. couple new Stevies in the biz. Go. Let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, we just kind of went off on a first overall tangent. It's uh, okay. It works out. Works out. 
Uh, let's move over to the Minnesota Wild because we have not really talked. We talk a little the, bit about them, but how good the burning have... forest? What do we? How do we? What do we describe <laughs> them as? Like they're the red hot forest. The red hot know. forest. I don't know. That the sounds. That sounds. Fire. Sounds more of a bad thing. That sounds like a bad thing when the forests are on fire. Usually, usually people are at my door asking me to donate money when that happens. So yeah. like. I think um, that's a typically a bad thing. Coming out of the wild, out of yeah. The wild. <laughs> I think it's time to just give up on <laughs> on finding a finding a a title for them. I guess is what you can call indeed, it. Indeed, Let's just discuss indeed. how they are eleven six and one, and number one in the central right now. Well, one, you got to assume they have the most goals for. Like my God, every game they play, they score. That's four true. Goals. They uh, every time I look at their score, it's always five four for the other team. They they are first. They obviously miss all the games they win. (laughs) (laughs) They are first in the uh, in the central, and they are fourth in the NHL in goals for the Minnesota Wild. So yeah, they score very well. (laughs) Wow, it's wow, which is weird because you look at this team, you're like, this team scores. (laughs) Like it's so mean. Yeah. It's so mean to say, but like, when okay, let's put it this way: this team scores. Guess how many points Jordan Greenway has this year in fourteen yeah, games? Maybe. Three. Not very many. He has Whoa, three wow. in yeah, like not many at all. And then you jump over. Let's jump over to Ryan Hartman for. Just because thirteen points in eighteen games, he has nine goals. He's on pace for forty-one goals this year. Yeah, do you believe he's a centerman now? Because I remember trying to convince you he's a centerman, or he's trying to be a centerman. Do I think (laughs) he's on a winning team? Okay, I shouldn't say it that way because they are winning. Do I think he's on Stanley Cup contending center? Maybe as a third line or fourth line. Anything higher? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just hoping all of these uh, young guys that Stan Bowman was just willy nilly letting go all the time just start just lighting yeah. up. Like Jenny Henestrosa and yep. Hartman and John Hayden and all these random guys. Because like, this is that- who the type of player I thought Hartman would turn into. Yeah, I was A lot of these guys I thought were very talented and I thought they would be centermen. And sure. Nick Schmaltz is the only one that I would say wouldn't be that centerman simply because he's just not great uh, face-off wise. Yeah, but like yeah. he can play good center. I think he, so, and that's funny you say that because he probably turned out the best of all so far. Yeah, instantly. To <laughs> instantly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, got his chance, like, first line center, and he took it and kept it. Yeah, but I'd rather have Hartman. I'd rather go through the years of Hartman being mediocre and becoming into this guy because he's well, going to play like this for like four or five years. Like, and guess what? Guess how long helpful. his contract is? Ah, uh, they just signed him for a little ticket, didn't they? For three, three years, one point seven million. If he can, <laughs> if he can be half of what he's doing right now, under that contract, that's the best top. 10 contracts in the NHL wow, that really? aren't that aren't entry level or like one contract after entry level deal type stuff dude and you know what's really like crazy but mind-blowing other than the greenway is Kevin Fiala like he does not seem to be getting very many points yeah he's let's got 12 points in 18 games like yeah he's got a lot of assists 
he yeah, he just doesn't seem to Well, and he scored that ridiculous lacrosse style goal the other night, yeah. like a week ago yeah, or something. That, that, that was, was he's he played really good in that game also. Like I watching that mm-hmm. game, watching the Wild play in that game, watching them in every game that I've seen them in, like they are such an exciting offensive team. <laughs> which is so weird to say because yeah. of it. But, like, yeah, look, they got these, like, random that. guys who come in and are just awesome. Like, Rem Pitlick. Yeah. He has Rem. played nine games and has seven points. Yeah, I got that hattie. Like, yeah. Getting, uh, this, Brandon Duhame, this Brandon Duhame is one of the fastest players I've ever seen and also has seven points. And he's a fourth yeah. liner. Yeah, like, like this guy, he's reminding me of like what that uh, O'Connor is doing on Colorado. Okay. Like, or, oh, on Colorado, gonna, yeah. You're never taking this guy out of the lineup. He's no. now an NHLer forever. Like, yeah. What the hell? Who is this guy? Just comes in and do hames it out. Yeah, <laughs> and like players like that uh, are doing better, and like players like Sturm's actually having a he's playing okay, but like uh, those two players, like Rem Pitlick and stuff, randomly are playing better. Than players like Nick Bukestad and Jordan Greenway, points yeah. wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frederick Goudreau, seven. Man, he's dope. Eight. I love Frederick Goudreau. He was so good for Pittsburgh last year. If mm-hmm. I like, if we didn't have Boyle right now, I would be super pissed that we didn't have Goudreau anymore. NHL thinks he's he's left handed. That's cool. NHL 21, I think. So. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm going to have to check that after. I'm literally have to go like load up my old game and see if NHL got it wrong because that's so f- – how do you get yeah, that wrong? There's a couple I've noticed. It's kind of weird. You're just like – like I, I remember – I think I was talking about a guy being left or right-handed in a, a podcast before and I was like, wait a second, this guy's not – how did I know this? And I was on the game, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Thanks. <laughs> Sweet. That's hilarious. Good knowledge, just rattled, but yeah, yeah no, like this is so cool. Like I did not have good. high hopes on this team. I had them just so missing the playoffs, which um, I'm feeling real kind of dumb about the way yeah. they're playing. But like, no one I expected this. Don't... No one expected this. I don't. Yeah, I still can't super believe it. It's cool that they got Addison up because they've been actually he's sick. Full time. Not this whole like, time, I don't think. Um, he yeah, has they've played a couple of games. Might yeah, as well be around. Like, look at this defense. You got Merrill, Ben Kulikov, Goligoski, Brody, it's old. and Jumbo. <laughs> like, you may as well have a young guy in there. He'll suck, <laughs> suck all the information with Callan. Everything. Okay, <laughs> with Callan Addison on this decor. I bet the average age is like still twenty nine. Yeah, it's yeah. And Callan Addison's twenty one. Youngest guy's twenty seven. That Matt isn't Dumba. named Callan Addison. Is Matt John Dumba Merrill, or no? Joe Brodine at twenty eight, twenty nine. Merrill, thirty one. Spurgeon. Spurgeon's and old, by the way. Like I didn't yeah. even. I never realized. I can't like, believe they gave him that deal, man. That no, blows me away. Like that's so much. Like I know he's a smaller guy, and he's probably gonna be like actually athletic for that long. But like it's just wow. Usually, it's, usually when you're it's, like thirty, you don't get a eight years eight no. dollar deal. It's definitely weird. But at least they didn't sign it this year. <laughs> or else it would be like $9 well, million. Dollars. This is one thing. is If this team's scoring dries up a little bit, 
which it should because this is not a super good offensive team in in my eyes unless these guys in Eck and um yeah unless people really, really I do like Eck having great years I do love Eck but that's like the only guy I feel can kind of keep this sort of Corral obviously than, obviously Corral yeah yeah but to ask everybody else to kind of keep up their seventy point pace here is a little it's a lot a to insane. ask and I don't like. I like the defense, but like you guys are giving up as many as you're putting in. So if you guys don't start, if you guys just slightly stop scoring, you're going to lose a lot of games real quickly. It may be one goal games, but yeah, maybe they can find a way to tighten up their defense if they do end up kind of losing that scoring touch. But yeah, I'm I don't know. Worried for that, but like it's hard to even. Be but like, how do you be goal. worried? And that's just what I was about to say. How are you? How can you be worried when? They have 11 wins right now in 18 games. Like, they could go on, like, be below average for the next, like, three weeks, and they're probably still in the mix as a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They're probably mm-hmm. still, like, on. So, like, it's definitely. Goaltending, man. Like, Cam Talbot's been just awesome. Yeah. Well, not awesome, but, like, good enough right like, like yeah. i'm saying they're giving up a lot of Ta- goals he's so. played a lot of games talbot he's played like yeah, he, nine games yeah, or something like that pretty amazing might as well give him he's the starter the confidence you know well he, he is the starter i was just expecting kakinen to play more i, I guess i don't know like i have a lot of faith in kakinen but they don't seem to as much still and yeah, they wasn't when it comes to goalies, you just wait until they play too good, good. enough when they're yeah, I, I get that for sure, but it's just it's just it's a little weird to me, I guess. I don't know. I, I he's he's better than team. only playing four games, as well, say yeah. with Kakanen. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Hey, I fully agree. It's been weird that he hasn't played more, but especially uh, yeah, I played last year. Goligoski, he's really filling in the. Man, the gaping hole of uh, I being gone love love Goligoski. He is one of my favorite players for no reason of all time. <laughs> well, slight yeah. reason. He was a penguin for a hot minute, like for like oh, yeah. four years or whatever, and he scored like thirty points in sixty games for two years in a row at, with Pittsburgh. And when we let him yeah. go, I was so upset when we traded him. I was yeah, so upset. Three years, full he years was sick with Pittsburgh. Yeah, thirty points and thirty-seven points in sixty-nine games. Thirty-nine, yeah. sixty. Wow. And like twenty and forty-five the year before. <laughs> like, yeah. like he was awesome. And he, in the playoffs, he got nine points in thirteen games in the playoffs in twenty. And when they, uh, oh, yeah. that's the year they won. Oh. Or no, that's the year Chicago won. But still, like. It was great. He's so good for them. Yeah, so yeah. I love. I've always loved him. He's been a consistent thirty-point defender his entire career. He's played a no, lot like, of like, games. Yeah, like we kind of said from the start of the year, like we're thinking they'd be a lot more defensive and stuff like that. But they really changed their change their dynamic of everything and just weird. Going for speed and going for going for the gusto, which is good because like their team matches up to that a lot better yep. in all reality than just a straight defensive game like 
Let's be serious. Ferguson's not a fast or a big, <laughs> big defensive D man. No. Like, he is good defensively, but he's a fast like. He's got good. Uh, he's got really player, good with you know? his stick. Yeah, he's smart with his stick and makes right These plays. These are all very decently intelligent players. Like you yes, know? very smart players on so, this team. Use them so. like that, you know. Well, they have to for the next what four years that <laughs> their cap is screwing them. So oh, they better hope their players are taking good contracts when they're smart. So yeah, old Ryan Hartman's gonna be real key. Yeah, I think he won't. He will be their second liner for till his his contracts up for the next three years. Like I, I don't see how you can't have him there unless Marco Rossi comes up and on his entry level deal and is just like the bee's knees like that would be dope if he came up next year and was just like super, yeah, takes over that super duper exactly. how nice would it be if he just stepped in or like 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 eric Sinek, you're sold like that's an awesome player to build like your middle yeah. core around you know how you got your main core like with caprizov probably spurgeon in there on this team fiala is probably a name you throw in based on his age like yeah. Joel Eriksson-Eck is like the perfect second line center for this team. He's going to yeah. be consistent. He's great defensively. He's probably going to be a consistent 20 goal scorer in the league. Like he's going to be just so effective. I think for this team long run. Yeah. Looking at their cap situation, this is going to be pretty, pretty crazy. They're waiting like, uh, for the, for the future to come and like Boldy and Rossi and these yeah. guys to step up and kind of take them. <laughs> Yeah, Garen definitely found a way to be able to make this work actually quite well. Um, yeah. As long as Hartman stays this sort of way. And, like, you got him, like we said, for another two years after this at 1.7. And then you'll have Rossi playing those two yeah. years as well. Hopefully the only thing I change. Second line center for you. Well, probably second line center. You don't throw him for. Well, he'll probably play first because you'll be playing with Caprasov or something. For sure. Start lighting that up and it'll just be a better dynamic doing it like that. But yeah, Ryan Hartman and him costing you two point five million dollars for yeah. the next two years for it's your awesome. second and third line center, and it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. So your and first that, so, the third line centerman's cost you like seven, not even eight million dollars. Yeah, like that's it's awesome. That'll get you. That's amazing. Somewhere that'll keep you competitive the next couple of years with for draft, those contract contract yep. coming out. You know, like you got some money to sign your Fiala and. Your if if you sign yeah. Fiala, like to a big, t- I don't know. I look at Fiala and I wonder if they uh they move on from him. Oh yeah, I, it's That's not it's not that I, I I agree to do that, but like that I just look at that player on this team and I'm like, he's so good, but like, do they want him? <laughs> yeah. Does Minnesota want Kevin Fiala? Does and and I I say this with a lot of teams like. He performs well. He reminds me somewhat of Johnny Goudreau in the sense that he's a smaller player, kind of one-dimensional, but he's really good at that one thing. I don't know. I but teams, but teams don't. I don't know. I look at him. I don't see teams that trust him. <laughs> I've never seen a team fully commit to him. I thought Minnesota would, but they just haven't lately. I don't know. Is that just me? Mm-hmm. Am I just thinking? Well, of... this is the year to prove who he actually is. Absolutely, I, I kind of went through this uh, in the off season there. Like this is a big year for 
him to prove. Like he had 40 points in 50 games last year. So like that's a, an amazing player. So you couldn't just give him the $7 million super long deal or $8 million deal because who knows if he's actually going to be like that because he's been unbelievable with his team since he got to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually been quite a long career. So two, four, six, you know, like eight years almost here. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's nothing like... What he's going to end up and how he really fits with the team. It's, yeah, it's more of their cap constraint is how they want to deal with that if he's a guy they want to well, let if, go so then they can... I wonder what you could get him. for him is the question exactly. too, right? He like, might be able he to might, might be able to get a decent D-man, like defensively, like maybe uh, someone like uh, like a, a Carson Soucy back would be pretty dope, honestly. <laughs> they they would really could use that but like someone like that in a winger like a third line winger or center even if you're wanting to go that road i think you could get a lot for him in the sense of just rounding out your team with his money and then hopefully like boldy can step up and be a pretty dynamic winger for you i don't know it's just something that like they have a lot of decisions to make and I wouldn't necessarily say it's the wrong one to trade Fiala and try and no, I, stick with no, the plan. Like, there's a couple of older players you keep, but for the most part, I think you wait for the youth to The real take question it over. to me with this team is what they end up actually doing with this defense because that's always yeah. been – like they've bought out Sutter now, so is that like all you're going to do? And those is, other guys is Matt stay Dumba staying forever is the question for me. Like Brodeen and Spurgeon aren't going anywhere. They'll probably retire as a wild, I'd imagine. Or get, um, bought, or, out. Or get, or get bought out. Yeah, I was just about to say they might get bought out. <laughs> but like, for all, for for all we know, they're gonna be wilds forever. Matt Dumba, I don't see that. They I see be him being team. traded. I think Dumba is the most logical player to trade here. I know he's got a ten team no trade clause, but you got. I think yeah. that's that's definitely a player where. Talon Addison can be your new Matt Dumba. Yeah, expectations were a little bit higher for Dumba, so yeah, and really Talon truly lived up to that. He re- he hasn't, and how? And guess what? He is. What have we been saying the entire podcast? Right-handed, Matt Dumba mm. is a right-handed top four D man. Name me a team that could use that. Oh, you don't have to because it's every team. <laughs> most, every most single teams. probably twenty. 20 of the teams in the league could probably the use a Matt Dumba. Don't need him. <laughs> How nice. Don't need him. You wouldn't like a Dumba yeah. and Cider right side as your top I got, four? I got, I got the old. Uh, Danny DeKaiser. You got the old Hronik and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lindstrom. Fair enough. I'm like swapping Dumba for Hronik, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I technically don't need him. Yeah, yeah, fair That'd enough. Um, depends on where you are, I guess. But still, you know what I mean. Like with the right hand D man, how valuable a lot of teams could use one. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Montreal, Montreal. That's my spot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I definitely know <laughs> it is. But like, there's a lot of teams where you can make an argument for he should definitely. I wonder how good he'd be at like Vegas. That's a team I look at Matt Dumba and I'm like, yeah. if you can make that, you won't make the money work is the reason he will never be a knight. But like, well, let's be serious, man. The guy's the guy's playing pretty good right now. Like this is maybe this is the type of team, like the whole yeah change of style. Like this is 
got 10 points. He's right behind uh, Goligoski. Like, when have you heard of Matt so what? doing that? If he yeah. can consistently pull what, this off. What would you give up problem, for him? Like, What would you give up for Dumba? Like, he's looking at 40 points this year, which has yeah. been the, his best total since he got 50 that one random right. year. So maybe he can get back to this uh, actual dude he is. Like, sure. sometimes you just got to wait it out, and maybe this guy can light it up, and then you do trade him because he's too good for your team. And yeah. That's, that's what you like as a GM. Because yeah. he's got to create situations like this. He's got to create these. Absolutely. These guys have to do too good because – Everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, well, you're screwed with cap." So <laughs> sure. And he'll be like, "Ah," but if these guys light it up like this, everybody's gonna want Fiala. Everybody's gonna want to Dumba, you know. Yep. And yep. they can probably get over missing those guys the way everybody's. Playing. I think they could if they got the right young players and like. And we're talking Boldy, we're talking Rossi. Chilling, like they're coming Rossi, in. Chilling, we're talking. Uh, There's some other D man. There's Joe York. Yeah, Damon. Damon. Damon Hunt. Damon Hunt. Oh yes, the Demon Hunt. Yeah, Damon Hunt. They uh, got uh, o- Ryan O'York, Carson Lambos. They just drafted, who's oh, decently yeah, highly touted. Yeah, and the biggest prospect we haven't even mentioned yet, Jesper Wallstead in that. Yeah, so you could say they're fairly unfair. They're set for the future. Get through men using these men league deals. No, uh, while and, this and going on, and there's other players too the they have, that right? we haven't. Yeah, and there's other players we haven't like completely talked about. Who I'm not saying are going to be like elite players, but they're still young and have a chance. Uh, yeah. Adam Beckman, mm, that's yeah, a name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor Dewar. We've been waiting for him to do something. Uh, Kovanov, Alexander Kovanov, he's only 21. Like, they got some of these young guys who aren't bad at all. Like, they have three 19-year-old and 18- or 19-year-old defensemen who could be legit top four guys. Yeah. And I didn't even mention, and that's not even including uh, Callan Addison. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. So... No, it's definitely uh, – and they got Hunter Jones as a goalie prospect. I just see this. Like, they got a lot of good prospects. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Crazy. Uh, yeah, he no, plays like... for the Smith Peets, I believe, in the OHL. He's a decently yeah. highly – he's a decent – yeah, Peterborough Peets, sorry. Um, yeah, he plays in the yeah, AHL. Nothing, but the future is set for this team. Like, it's, yeah. it's so crazy. Like, you're – And that's why selling – For the next three years after this year – um, like your Zuccarello contract is up in a couple of years, but that's fine and that's a player. Reno's contract is up. Hartman's contract is up. You're going to use that money to pay those guys. What least. if what if you um, trade and you got your big guys, Kirill and Joel Erickson, X, yeah, and Brodine. They're all so locked up for with Zuccarello. What if you traded him in two years? Yeah. If exactly. he wants to go. Like let's say they're not like super competitive and they're still like kind of a bubble team. Well maybe he drops off maybe, a little bit. Or he drops off like maybe you maybe you trade him in his last year for a team and you might be able to get something for him if he I know he's thirty four now, so like that's a lot to ask for him for three more years or at least two more but good a lot years. Like uh what I was saying about Spurgeon, the guy's a smaller guy. Yeah. guy these guys can these guys can usually Zook's the best too. Big, uh a big guy that keeps getting hurt through his career sort of thing. Yeah, so, Z- Zook is the best player, too. Yeah, he's he the best athlete. Guy when he's 36, 37, you know. Like, if for 
he made the king cry. <laughs> like, he's got to be a special guy, Matt Zuccarello. If he made Heinrich Lundqvist cry that he was off the team, or that he left the team. From Norway. Yeah. Like, he's... By the way, he's a god in Norway. Like, we should go to Norway at some point for this and just, like... Everyone loves Matt Zuccarello. I was gonna say, where is Norway? Yeah, oh, they're not even in the Olympics. No. Oh, that's so sad. Like, I know. They could have been in instead of China. Like, can he so be in? Cute. Yeah. Can he play for China this year just so he can be in the Olympics? Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about that. Anybody that's been to China, lived there for a year, <laughs> played any sort of hockey or done anything, has any sort of blood yeah. relation to anybody that's from China. You can play in this Olympics, like, and they'll probably still please, get lit up by everyone. Please, like, anybody, anybody, yeah. even Asian, actually, not even China, just Asian, <laughs> Asian blood. Uh, yeah, let them play from like, Asia. Uh, James Asia. Robertson looks like he look, looks like he might <laughs> have Chinese blood in him. Throw him in. Let, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> need somebody to play. I want to see. I want to see a real team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Totally. Just bring in any of these guys. This guy knows how to use chopsticks. Send him. Close enough, man. Close enough. Let's get at it. Like by the way, that's not a slouch. Like that's a skill I don't even know how to use chopsticks. Like those are fucking hard to use. (laughs) Things suck. Yeah, I figured it out. That's I figured it out. Yeah. Know who taught me how to? Know what the funniest thing is? Know who taught me how to use chopsticks? The one time I knew how to use chopsticks, your sister, Cass. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. We were all at like a family dinner. We were having like Chinese food or something like that, and she found chopsticks and figured out how to use them with like Red Jody or Trevor's or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and we just sat there practicing on each chopsticks. Now, if you offered me a million dollars to pick up one thing with chopsticks properly and eat it, I probably couldn't do it. <laughs> but I uh, yeah, I might not be able. To. <laughs> I know I couldn't. So, um, back in my- <laughs> Old Matty Zuccarello, 12 points yeah. in seven games in international play last time. He was there. Man, so good. That's awesome. No wonder he's a awesome. god in Norway. <laughs> uh, he played three games in Norway this year. He did? The OGQ. I don't know what that is. Why would he have played games in Norway this year? He old the preseason to the preseason. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. But all right, fair enough. I can't believe teams would just allow that, being like, yeah, you can totally just go play for Norway when there's no tournament or anything and before our preseason. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, no, hopefully Zook's going to be like dope for a couple of years and maybe they could trade him and get something back. But there's a lot of promise in this team. I know yeah. they're good now, but they're going to be really good in the future. Yeah, man, like this is pretty crazy. They might actually be able to pull this off. They might be able to win a cup with these terrible contracts. I'm like, it's a stretch, but they... That's they a big a, stretch, but it's they, doable. It's doable. They have quite the team, and they have quite the talent coming up. Yep, they just got to make smart trades. And, well, the bigger question is... Like, the cool thing is is that you never know how good these young guys are until they yeah. actually play. And we all know what happened with Anaheim, LA, and Chicago. Yeah, and this team's had a team for a long, long time. And if it's if all it takes is a couple of these guys to come in, and those are the missing pieces, 
then who the hell knows? Maybe these guys can't pull this off. Maybe they, have, they can. Uh, Matt, Matt Dumb is from Saskatchewan. Like, they, yeah. uh, they can win. They can, they win. can win. <laughs> Just because of that, because he's from Regina. He can, yeah, he yeah. Can win. Need, need a Saskatchewan boy. Sorry. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's your first criteria of winning the Stanley Cup. Someone mm-hmm. from Saskatchewan. So. Yeah, so, Seattle has a Saskatchewan player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams do. <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty not as uncommon as you think, honestly. It's actually amazing how many. Uh, There's a lot. Have, like the most per capita of yeah. players popping out, I think, in Saskatchewan. It's because everyone amazing. here is a farmer and a hockey player. <laughs> or yeah, used to be. Like 12 of us. Yeah, exactly. So like, There's yeah, nothing else to do. Else. I can see like the city across the. F- the furthest city from Saskatoon because it's so flat here. Like, yeah, it's so hilarious that like we just like look up and it's like, oh, our total isn't even at a million. <laughs> everybody else has a city that has at least a million. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But again, a whole nother podcast. But. <laughs> Um, is there any team or subject you want to close out the podcast with? Nah, nah. No. Uh, I guess the only thing is, I guess Florida was what were they? Fourteen, fourteen and zero. Uh, yeah. In the regular season, uh, regular season wins or something. Home wins. Home wins. Home wins. Yeah. Fourteen they, uh, goes back like last year in April. Yeah, they're uh, that's insane. They're real good. Um. No, definitely. Florida is absolute legit team. Now, let's uh, – I'm going to bring up – I don't know if we should talk about it because like it could be interesting to talk about, but it's pretty – I heard other people talking about it. So I'm going to bring it up anyways to close out the podcast. Whether it lasts five minutes or 20 minutes, we'll yet to see. If you're interested, engage. If not, well, I guess I'm an idiot. So uh, – oh, yeah. So let's start it off with this. So Connor McDavid is the greatest player in the NHL right now, correct? Right. Sure. Yeah. Not 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 a crazy outlandish statement. Who is your number one? Is McDavid? Who is number two and three for you in your personal list of best players in the NHL? You had to like. Kind of how they're doing, like right now-ish, more than just like I don't know. I guess like you gotta let's say in gen- let's say in gen let's say if you had to take like I'd almost put Dreisaitl ahead of McDavid just because of the fact that he's just a big monster, um, and he just is insane with goal scoring. Okay, but well yeah, let's let's like, not say right now at the top for sure. Like those, okay, so those you guys go are one and two. Like there's no question about that. Dreisaitl is like so ridiculous like if mcdavid's not getting four points like it's literally him he either gets four points with mcdavid or he's the only one getting points it seems which has been quite crazy okay so then i ask who's your third in the nhl like i don't know man it can be really any name it's just relevant to the who who do you probably just go on who's the first name you would put at third right now off the top of your head yeah, like the regular bias would be just the old classic Crosby, honestly, but I don't know. Like so, a, okay, and, and I'm not preferencing like really been playing. I don't like saying that. Okay, well let's <laughs> we're not let's let's uh, yeah. kind of no, scrap scrap what you're thinking in the sense of how they're playing right now, and let's just say overall as a player. Okay, 
who would you prefer in for five years by themselves? Let's say, okay, is that a better way to gauge your yeah. top three? So number one, McDavid. You go two, still dry saddle, I presume. Yeah. And so who's number three? You can literally pick any name that you anyone could agree with at three. It's just to make the game work. <laughs> so yeah, um, like if we're going with like time, doesn't really matter. Yeah, or... injuries aren't a fact. If they're having a rough start to season, who they're, gives a shit? Who are they? Career. Yes, who actually are they as a player? Let's say today. I'd like, probably, not I'd today, probably but... go Crosby because the no. guy did win cups. He did do this, so. I'd probably go there. Okay, so if, let's say you put Crosby at three then. Now, the question is, how big is the gap between McDavid and Dreisaitl? Between being two and one? Is it huge? Like I, said, I don't even... Like as I a, and I'm not... that. There's no exact exact answer I'm trying to ask for. I'm just saying yeah. as, a, as a... Yeah, no, like I said, I'd, I'd probably put... I'd almost put Dreisaitl ahead of McDavid just because of his size and his performance that he's been... <clears throat> Uh, playing for the last several yeah. years, the guy's been a monster, like defensively and offensively. So okay, so so in I you saying like, that, that I'd pretty much very limited a very limited amount. Like okay, um, so it's interesting you say that because I heard a lot of people talking, and they kind of like since we know your answer is that it's kind of obvious what the answer to the next question would be. But the question was asking, is McDavid? better than Dreisaitl by the great lengths that Dreisaitl's better than third place or that third place is better than or second place is better than third. You know what I mean? So the question is how much better is McDavid than everyone in the league? Because, and that's why I tried to bring it as the not right now. Because if you're talking right now, Dreisaitl's the best player in the NHL because he's got the most points, most, I'm pretty sure is the most goals. Yep most goals like it's the obvious answer but if you're talking in like just hockey sense one-on-one who are you taking mcdavid or dry saddle you're taking mcdavid right as everyone should i would assume so just because of the yeah just the complete epicness and the fact that he can change games but honestly like i wouldn't against taking dry saddle just be just because of his and see like i know how you excellent defense prowess like that's the only reason i'd want to want to take him because i feel like how do you stop this guy in the playoffs he can push around you and all that sort of stuff like if i'm going for the yeah i'd almost want to have like we're talking the same in a sense the same type of impact players offensively and stuff like that i just feel like i might get more out of his size and his just center ability and defensive right. prowess and stuff. See, and, it's see, hard to and, say that because McDavid can simply change a game, you know? Yeah. Like see, and, and the reason I... Uh, a couple times this year. The reason I question bringing this up is because I know exactly how you think with that, where you're like, you don't like comparing player to player. Mm, I don't. No, You I hate that. And I, I know hard. that. <laughs> this is this is exactly why I didn't want to and, like, bring it up. Because, like, yeah. it's, it's something you got to do with your brain shut off because there's no right answer. It's impossible to have a right answer, and I wasn't necessarily looking for a right yeah, answer. Exactly. But like that's why I hesitate to bring it up because I know how how you value players and individually. And yeah. if it's a one off question, I walked up to random people in, in the street and asked, "Who's the best player in the NHL?" Ninety nine would say Connor McDavid. 
if an average fan was asked that, they'd say Connor McDavid, right? So like that was basically yeah. that's what the question's more geared towards. And I know we're not average fans; we know more. But I was just seeing if where you thought of it, but you kind of answered yeah. it pre pre with it. Um, it's just a question that was going around: Is McDavid being better than Drysaddle a bigger gap than Drysaddle being better than number three? Which to me goes McDavid, McKinnon, Drysaddle. If I'm doing the game. That's my top three. Yeah, like in the, the league, I see it like literally, like what I'm saying about dry settle and how I feel. Maybe a better pick for going Stanley Cup pushing through playoffs ish, but like as players, like um, he has that, and McDavid has a whole another portion of his game that he can create more offense right. or just turn games around and stuff like that. So that's just as in, or just as valuable as the other side that. Uh, dry settle plays yeah it's i just get a, it's they've almost uh because they've been playing together and on the same team they've been able to create that opposite yeah each other in a sense you know like for the sure dry different skills that work in different ways off you know like mcdavid can go out there and change a game Mc- quick and yeah. get momentum back or whatever i know steve coolius doesn't like momentum apparently but uh it's yeah, a thing. No. I don't understand yeah. why. Like, it's totally yeah, a thing. I played in so many like games. For like ever, no. But it's something that changes your... It's a five-minute span. And it's like, it gets you going. And if you don't do anything that shift or the next shift, then if yeah, you don't, it's going to dissipate. Yeah, it's going to dissipate. It, as much, it can last around five to ten minutes. A, you have created a different thought towards the game. And that's the momentum that we're talking about. It's right. just, you know... No, and, and, up and down, but yeah, I, 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 I just like what do you think about this? Like, do you think, <laughs> uh, can you like the difference between those two is so, like, like, like I said, their values are different, but like when you compare them together in all reality, they're just as valuable as each other. So, like, yes, are like light years ahead of the next group of people. Like, I love Crosby, but like the way this is going and the way the future looks for these two, like, they're way better than. Uh, the way the, the way this conversation is turned to win? me can they turn it into winning that's the that's the thing that i love crosby about he yeah. did turn it into winning and i know right. it's not a lot of winning because like it's back in the, day, the nhl four years in a row modern though <laughs> modern but like modern wise yeah yeah he's yeah. he's undoubtedly probably the best player in this era Crosby based on everything involved winning um longevity points stats uh hardware all that stuff the atmosphere yeah the guy being the guy the face of the league for 15 plus years like saving a single-handed franchise yeah absolutely being a a great guy like I know everybody complained about Crosby Crosby complaining and uh being whiny and stuff which I thought was ridiculous which is that was the start of he he came in when they changed the rules so yep. yeah tell me he was complaining no like you guys didn't call the rules we talked about it the other podcast yes. about how we, they literally created ref and player coach yeah. uh, things and they called the game how they wanted to and didn't care about the rules like that's yeah that's how it's been forever for some unknown reason Absolutely. and he just complained about it and it changed the game and we are where we are now and Cro- 
do you see McDavid complaining too hard? No, because he knows it's going to change because it's not nearly as bad. As yeah, as, like 10, sure. 50. Like, like, yeah, you're mad about these missed calls and stuff, but like we're not sitting back 10, 15 years ago when you're getting hacked in the arms and people are cross-checking you in front of the net. And like, that's not a call in any way, shape, or form no. at any time, you know? The inter- right. Yeah, like, yeah. But no, the, the comparisons, like these guys are unbelievably good and just how good these young guys are like these bedard and um who's the Sh- other name? Shane, wow. Wright, Shane, Wright. Yeah, Shane Wright yeah like these these are another possible group of like this sort of talent like yeah yeah maybe, looking, maybe there's there's a new group of lemus and stuff going on here you know like yeah for sure and what uh back to the like answering question and how good is matthews and uh, eichel compared to those guys is something i'm getting real interested in yeah and that's that's so like in the end how good is shane wright compared to like a matthews and stuff like that that's just getting me real real intrigued yeah that's that's like a future tense and like i get it's a tough question because you got, like I said, you got to shut your brain off and the answer is pointless in the sense of if you don't take the question, right? Let's put it that way. So, um, with this question, if you can turn your brain off and just talk about, it's like saying how much smarter am I to two other classmates in my class by how much are they smarter based on a mark, right? If they got a 95, I got a 94 yeah, yeah. and a half, 94.5, and the guy b- below got like a 94.3. It's the how much is smarter than who. Like it, the be all and end all, we all got 90s, and who gives a fuck? We're all elite, right? They're all elite players. They're all top players in the league. Mm-hmm. But like when you shut your brain off and you kind of talk about it, it can be kind of an interesting talking point just to get where other people gauge value. Because it's the question I always think to think of it as would you trade this player one for one and how much would you have to add to make it equal a fair equal trade right and that's the best way I could describe it so to answer it my number one two three goes McDavid McKinnon and Dreisaitl and reason I put McKinnon is because of all the intangibles I think he's got more of that mentality of winning than Probably both McDavid and Dreisaitl, actually. But he's not as talented as McDavid, so I can't put him ahead of. He's probably not. He's probably equal talent to Dreisaitl, I would say. But he's had a slow season. He's been injured. He's been on protocol. So it's hard to gauge him in this. Now, the gap between... I think McDavid gap to second, whoever your second place is, whether you want it to be Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Matthews, whoever, is, in my opinion, bigger than two to three to answer the question. So I think that's how much better McDavid is than everyone individually. So that's my answer with it. And it was just a talking point that uh, other people, some people are talking about on the radio or or other podcasts or other, it was just a talking point. So I was just curious if you kind of had a, a point to it at all or to add or whatever, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the only question I had well, with I it was just to gauge how much better do you think McDavid is than them, or if much not at all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. which you answered. You answered in a different way and it worked worked out. We still talked about it for 15 minutes. Um, but, 
no uh let's close out the podcast then unless you got any final notes to say nah dog all right uh that's been this week's podcast follow us on our social medias on twitter instagram the couch on ice follow us on our youtube page there will be some videos out sooner than later i'm not gonna give a time frame because we're terrible at time frames and our editor is busy doing other stuff too so we got a lot of factors but it will be out so be on the lookout for that but for now we'll catch you guys next podcast and we'll see you later peace